I'm Dennis Estopasi of the Business Mirror, and this is the Modulo Podcast. Good day. Welcome to Business Mondays with BM, a segment of the Business Mirror Modulo Podcast that tackles the performance of the Philippine stock market. The Business Mondays with BM Podcast segment is based on the stories by Business Mirror reporters BG Cabod and Kai Ortenario. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Cabangon, publisher of The Business Mirror. The information in this podcast should not be misconstrued as investment or financial advice. Business Mirror would not be liable for losses arising from your use of the information. For the text version, please go to the company section of the Business Mirror website and the Business Mirror newspaper. Share prices gained last week with the main index closing higher for four straight weeks. But volume remained thin as investors remained in the sidelines. The benchmark Philippine Stock Exchange Index rose 57.61 points to close higher at 6,299.50 points. Jafet Luis Tanchanko, Senior Research Analyst at Philstocks Financials Incorporated, said the local market has been building momentum lately rising for four weeks with a total gain of 5.16%. However, Mr. Tanchanko said trading has been lethargic, implying that the market's current rally is not backed by strong investor participation. The volume of trade was thin, averaging only at a value of 3.15 billion pesos. Foreign investors, which accounted for less than half of the trade, were net buyers at 998.27 million pesos. Most of the sub-indices managed to close on the green, led by the All Shares Index, which gained 23.45 points to close at 3,348.22 points. The Financials Index fell 4.84 to close at 1,745.72. The Industrial Index surged 241.53 to close at 8,926.32. The Holding Firms Index dropped 34.72 to close at 5,976.28. The Property Index rose 32.60 to close at 2,689.98. The Services Index climbed 34.13 to close at 1,521.29. And the Mining and Oil Index added 148.63 to close at 9,660.30. For the weak users, outnumbered gainers, 116,291 and 33 shares were unchanged. The top gainers were Pacifica Holdings Incorporated, Rojas Holdings Incorporated, SFA Semicon Philippines Corporation, Victoria Smiling Company Incorporated, Felix Mining Corporation, Axelum Resources Corporation, and Harbor Star Shipping Services, Incorporated. The top losers, meanwhile, were LMG Corporation, Concrete Aggregates Corporation B Shares, Agri-Nurture, Incorporated, Frutas Holdings, Incorporated, Makati Finance Corporation, Lepanto Consolidated Mining Company B, and iPeople, Incorporated. Share prices may fall this week as profit takers may take the opportunity to cash in on their gains during the past month of increase. It will be a four-day trading week as Monday was declared a public holiday in place of November 30, Bonifacio Day. Mr. Tanchang said the four-week rally is seen to make the market more susceptible to profit taking. 
expectations that interest rates will remain high for a while following Banco Central ng Pilipinas Governor Eli Remolona's hawkish statements at the FX for Manila may also weigh on the market. Mr. Ryota Abe, economist at Sumitomo Mitsui Banking Corporation, has said that the Banco Central ng Pilipinas remains wary of rising inflation despite easing in October. In fact, the BSP has said it is ready to hike rates further, Mr. Abe said. However, despite remaining hawkish, the Banco Central ng Pilipinas seemed to be placing more emphasis on the economy. Going forward, it continues to deem it necessary to keep monetary policy settings sufficiently tight until a sustained downtrend in inflation becomes fully evident, suggesting a longer period in which the policy rate will remain at a high level. Mr. Abe said the cumulative effect of past rate hikes has had an impact on the economy and maintaining the current policy rate will gradually increase its effectiveness. The central bank assessed that the monetary policy is sufficiently tight. This suggests that the likelihood of hiking rates further is lower than before. Mr. Riota Abe said the Banco Central in Filipinas added it will assess how businesses and households react to the tighter financial conditions, which suggests another of BSP's concern. In other words, Mr. Abe said the monetary policy has become tight in response to the more persistent than expected inflation, And although inflation has been stabilizing lately, there are concerns about the adverse effects on the domestic economy. Also, in the statement, there is no strong sense of frustration about the delay in the easing of inflation or the acceleration of inflation. Mr. Abe said that while the Banco Central and Filipinas reiterated that future policy decisions will depend on data, as mentioned, the focus has shifted slightly towards the economy. Mr. Abe said he expects rates to be held steady at the next meeting of the Monetary Board on December 14. However, as the outcome will still be data-dependent, attention will be on the November Consumer Price Index, which will be released on December 5. Consumers' one-year-ahead inflation expectations have surged from 5.18% in the second quarter to 6.64% in the third quarter. Mr. Abe said consumers' sense of high prices has not yet been resolved. and the risk of further stickiness of inflation cannot be ignored as upward price pressures arising from supply-side factors trigger secondary price increases, which is what the Banco Central ng Pilipinas fears, Mr. Abe said. According to Mr. Abe, the BSP has no choice but to continue its hawkish monetary policy for the time being. Meanwhile, Mr. Tanchanko said investors are expected to watch out for catalysts that can spur optimism towards the local economy. But attaining the country's growth targets will cost Filipinos higher taxes or more debts, as reaching a growth of 6% or better may lead to higher deficits, according to a New York-based think tank. Global Source Partners Country Analyst and former Central Bank Deputy Governor Diwa Gunigundo said it may not be feasible to attain the country's growth targets this year. Mr. Gunigundo said reaching the country's ambitious growth assumption could lead the deficit to reach 5% of gross domestic product. To finance the deficit, Mr. Gunigundo said the government may have to impose additional or higher taxes and, if this is not feasible at this time, borrowings may have to be stepped up again. Therefore, Mr. Gunigundo said growth may be compromised and the likelihood is higher. Mr. Gunigundo said that servicing of a larger external debt could also be problematic given the volatile peso-dollar exchange rate. 
they should apply for the growth outlook next year when the 2024 budget was increased by Congress by some 9.5% over this year's budget. Mr. Gunigundo explained that the government's revenues in the first three quarters of the year declined to 16.5% of gross domestic product from last year's 17.1% of gross domestic product. Given this, he said the government's actual expenditures of 3.8 trillion pesos are short of the program's spending of 3.9 trillion pesos. Mr. Gunigundo said while it's true that the deficit of 984 billion pesos was lower than the programmed amount of 1.1 trillion, the last quarter of the year may not succeed in sustaining this trend. If public spending turned out lower and growth slowed down, the revenue projections might not materialize, the former BSP deputy governor said. Mr. Gunigundo said the recent call of the government to intensify catch-up spending may also mean very little if the national budget this year will be left to fuel the country's growth. Earlier, National Economic and Development Authority Secretary Arsenio Balisaran said attaining the low end of the 6% to 7% growth target this year means the fourth quarter must pose a growth of 7.2%. Gross domestic product growth in the first to third quarters or between January to September this year was pegged at 5.5%. Secretary Balisaran also said the growth in the third quarter and the January to September period was also made possible by government's spending catch-up. Mr. Gunigundo said with high actual utilization of the cash allocation and big advances in key project implementing departments, the market should expect a better fiscal turnout. However, it looks like there could be little left for the last quarter of the year. Mr. Gunigundo said this should be a subject of intensified championing in Congress and civil society and a more enlightened executive implementation based on transparency and accountability. Short of that, prayer would be exigent, the former BSP deputy governor said. Mrs. Mira had earlier reported that Filipinos trying their best to keep up with rising prices led to the slowest consumption growth in two years. While government consumption improved to 6.7%, household consumption slowed to 5%, the lowest since the 4.8% contraction recorded in the first quarter of 2021. Apart from high inflation, the decline in labor force participation could also be blamed for the slowdown in consumption. Based on data obtained by the Business Mirror from the Philippine Statistics Authority, there were 49.04 million Filipinos in the labor force in the third quarter of the year, a 2.33% reduction from the 50.21 million in the labor force in the third quarter of 2022. Mr. Tanchango said without catalysts that can spur optimism towards the local economy, investors may see selling pressures dominate, leading to a pullback for the local bourse. Meanwhile, broker 23 Asia said all eyes are now on drivers for the year 2024 and whether or not broader market forces will follow the beat of the same drum as in late 2022 up to the year 2023. The broker said if the stars align for December, such as upcoming data releases, at least track market expectations, a retest of 6,500 by year end is not impossible. Broker 2 Trade Asia said volume remains less than ideal, however, which warrants some caution in the near term as the strength or technical signals are skewed by this anemic participation. In a market that seeks more conviction, aim for high-quality corporate stories in the year 2024. The broker said. 
The main indexes market's immediate support is seen at its 50-day exponential moving average. Resistance is seen at the 6,400 level. For the stock picks, broker Regina Capital Development Corporation advised to range trade on the stock of Metropolitan Bank and Trust Company after its shares have been trading sideways since September as the stock fails to break resistance and fall below support. The broker said range trading could be a good opportunity for investors looking to cap in some small gains. Regina Capital advises to accumulate near support and sell near resistance. The shares of Metropolitan Bank and Trust Company closed last week at 51 pesos and 95 centavos apiece. Meanwhile, Regina Capital advised to buy on pullbacks in the stock of Ayala Corporation as its technical indicators show that the bears are pulling off an attempt to get the company's shares back to their side. Regina Capital said what can be inferred from the chart is that Ayala Corporation's price action today is temporary and could open for some buying opportunity for traders as the stock's price pulls back. Ayala Corporation's support is at 636 pesos and 80 centavos, while its resistance is at 651 pesos and 50 centavos, Regina Capital said. The shares of Ayala Corporation closed last Friday at 652 pesos apiece. And now for the weather outlook by the website of the Philippine Atmospheric Geophysical and Astronomical Services Administration or PAGASA. In an advisory, it issued at 12 o'clock p.m. of November 24, 2023, valid until 12 o'clock p.m. of December 1, 2023. PAGASA said that from Monday to Tuesday, November 27 to November 28, Batanes and Babuyan Islands will experience partly cloudy to cloudy skies with isolated light rains. The rest of the country will experience isolated rain showers or thunderstorms due to the easterlies or localized thunderstorms. The weather agency said that from Wednesday to Friday, November 29 to December 1, the provinces of Quezon, Aurora, Isabela, and Cagayan, including the Babuyan Islands, will experience mostly cloudy skies with scattered rain showers and thunderstorms due to a shear line. Pagasa said the Ilocos region and the Cordillera administrative region will have mostly cloudy skies with light rains due to the northeast monsoon. Meanwhile, the rest of the country will experience isolated rain showers or thunderstorms due to the easterlies or localized thunderstorms. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the Business Mirror Borderlook podcast. As always, we are grateful for your support. For suggestions and comments, please email news.businessmirror at gmail.com with the subject line BM Podcast. The Broader Look Podcast is produced by T. Anthony C. Pabangon, publisher of the Business Mirror. Many thanks go to Business Mirror reporter Jasper Emanuel Capralas for the technical and sound editing. Our gratitude also goes to Business Mirror reporter Kai Ordinario for providing the voice for the waiver. Until the next episode, this is then Sister Pasi of the Business Mirror asking you to stay safe, stay strong, and be empowered.